Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner. Today we are going to make a meatloaf. And I'm going to be talking about the recipe that I have. And there's going to be time for any of you out there that want to share your recipes or ideas to do that as well. So we're going to have, uh, this is going to be informative in a number of ways. At any time, you are go- you can raise your hand and our host, Holly, will allow you to, um, will let me know and will allow you to speak. Let us proceed. So... Meatloaf, of course, is one of these uh, very uh, scrumptious dishes. Now, I'm going to start by talking about the meat. Um, I use traditionally use hamburger meat, but there are other stuff, things that you can do. For instance, you can make this recipe with ground turkey. I tried that once or twice. I didn't like it because I thought it was very dry and, you know, just was not really that tender. Um, people will also do a combination of like ground beef and ground sausage. I don't know how that would taste for this recipe, but you definitely could do that if you so desire. Now, this recipe is really fun. We get to use our hands. We don't have to worry about spoons so much or anything like that. I personally go for like an 80% lean ground beef because you know it generates just enough grease to you know, make things just right, but you can definitely go for, I I found the 73% lean was a bit too much grease and, you know, with the 90% lean, just a little bit too dry. Um, So that's kind of my preference is the 80%. I like the ground beef that comes in the foil, like the little um, plastic trays. Ground beef usually comes in two different ways, the trays or the tubes. And uh, those of you on previous calls may remember me talking about the tubes and using scissors to cut the ends off to get the meat out of there. But the trays are so much nicer because you don't have to worry about scissors and it's just a little less messy, I find. So what I like to do, so this calls for two pounds ground beef. What I like to do is get the one pound trays. You can get, they do have like three pound trays of ground beef, but then you have to figure out what's two pounds or find a way to enhance the recipe to incorporate the third pound. But with the one pound trays of meat, no matter what recipe you're doing, you know how many pounds you are dealing with per tray because each tray is one pound. Um, So I'm going to take the plastic off of the first tray here. And what I've got in front of me right now are the two packages of ground beef. Beef, I have them thawed. And because they were in the freezer, and I like to keep my ground beef in the freezer until I'm ready to use it. And now I'm going to put the, um, kind of tip the tray over and put it in the uh, baking pan, which I have. Now, there are several different types of baking pans you can use for this. Um, Sometimes you can use round baking dish, kind of like a pie pan. That's good for this recipe, or the nine by nine pans. In this case, I am using a nine by nine pan. 
And now I'm taking the tray off of the meat of the second package and I'm putting it in the pan. And now I'm just gonna kind of smash them together a little bit. I'm not gonna focus too much on this cause it's all gonna get mixed up in a little bit when we add in the other stuff. All right, I'm going to wash up here. So I don't wanna contaminate any surfaces unnecessarily. So you will hear a lot of uh, water running throughout this. And that's just because I really try to be thorough with the hand washing. Um, next, I'm going to add in the onions. Now, this is an interesting uh, thing to do here. So I kind of cheated for today's recipe. I've got a bag of frozen onions. Traditionally, I do like to chop my onions. Um, and the way I like to do it is I do actually have what is called a salad shooter. And what that is, it's a machine that has different cones. And I like to uh, use the grating cone to finely chop the onions the way you would see them on, you know, a McDonald's hamburger, for instance. And I do that mainly because uh, Chanel, my wife, is not much of an onion person. So she does not want to be reminded that... Uh, of the onion flavor. But, and, and uh, the more chopped, the better this recipe works, but you can do like little onion squares if you don't have a chopper and you wanna cut an onion. If you actually do have a real onion, the way I cut them is I'll put it, get the cutting board out. I prefer a sharper knife and I find it easier to cut it down the center, like at the halfway point. Because then what I will do is, in this case, the recipe only calls for half an onion anyway, but I find it easier to peel the outer layer off, which is the paper, and then I will cut, I then it's a little bit easier to kind of cut the ends off and get the outer layer off even more. But the other thing you can do is you can cheat and buy the onion already minced, chopped, whatever, and uh, it may be a bit of a challenge in this time of COVID. It may not, it just depends on your store. I couldn't find the finely chopped onion I want, but I did find a bag of frozen onions that we're going to make use of. So I'm going to get out my half cup measuring cup. And again, I have a set from Blind My Smart that comes in really handy because the braille is already on them. And I've got my half cup. I'm just going to use my finger to tear the bag. And there's a reason why I'm not too worried about cutting it uh, open neatly, which I'll get to in a minute. So now I'm going to, you know what? I'm gonna put this cup over the pan and I'm going to pour the bag into the cup here and the reason why I have it over over the pan is extra can just go ahead and go right in okay I think I want a little bit more than half cup but doesn't need to be peppered with onions either okay so I'm pouring that so now I'm going to take out a ziploc bag and put this bag of onions into it I like the gallon Ziplocs just because you've got a lot of room to work with. Now I'm going to slide that up, and that's why I wasn't too worried about um, opening the bag neatly. Okay, 
So I'm going to go ahead and wash up here. Onion smell is something that can be really tricky to get off of your hands. All right, next we need bread. Now, one thing I we discovered, so this recipe calls for heels of bread. And so for those of you, if you don't know, the heel is when you get a loaf of bread, it's that first top part of the bread that, uh, you know, it's kind of around the top and around the bottom. A lot of people don't like them in general, so they just uh, throw them out, but uh, I don't mind them. However, I actually found that using hamburger buns does give this recipe a little bit more flavor. So I'm going into my fridge here and getting out the hamburger buns. And if this wasn't the call, I'd be cheating again and using my salad shooter to grate them. But um, I'm going to assume that not everybody has one. I think you probably could use an actual cheese grater if you wanted. I've never tried that. Um, but OK, I'm moving a pan out of the way. So what I'm going to do now is I like to use two hamburger buns for this just gives a little, a little bit more uh, padding. And uh, one suggestion I did hear earlier, by the way, that you could also use to help the uh, loaf stick together is oatmeal. So I've never tried that, but um, you definitely do that. I, you could probably also try breadcrumbs. I don't know if that would work or not for this recipe at least, but if you didn't want to deal with uh, the bread, you certainly could do that. So I've got two hamburger buns here, the top and the bottom. Um, we're going to do this one more time. So I'm just going to kind of grate it by hand. So I'm just tearing off little pieces and just kind of using my fingers to finely shred it. And I'm just doing this over the pan here. I'm not too worried about mixing just yet because we don't even have any of the wet ingredients that we're going to need to make it stick together. And, and uh, by the way, folks, for anybody that has any, if you want to share your meatloaf recipes when we get to the part where it's baking. Oh, that reminds me, I forgot an important step. Let's preheat the oven to 350. Okay, that uh, matters um, significantly. So I've now got my oven preheating. I'm not a practice, what can I say? So now just crumbling the bread or the buns here, I should say. And um, okay, so we got one thing here. Okay, that's done. And uh, while I'm crumbling the second loaf, now it's a good uh, second to a pair of buns here. As soon as I can find them, thank you. I'm just using the sesame seed hamburger buns. That's what I've got here. Um, now's another great opportunity if you have anybody has any questions so far. And um, Holly will let me know if there are any raised hands. Okay, Marie. Marie, welcome, Marie. Yeah, how are you doing? Um, just a, one comment and one question. Um, you can, like you said, you can use um, oatmeal or uh, breadcrumbs, but I also heard people use like crackers crumpled up, but I don't know that that I don't know how that would work. Um, question about the, the bread, are you using like, um, like a whole hamburger bun, like two slices or like um, just two, two slices of the hamburger bun? 
So I'm two using full two full hamburger buns, both. Oh, two full. The bun. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. And I did have a meat lo- get to try meatloaf recipe once where they used crackers. I think the biggest problem that I saw with that one is it did not stick well together. So um, either that or they just weren't a good cook. I don't know. But uh, can I ask a question? You can, can you ask a question. When yes. you make it with bread, right? Yes. You, or the hamburger buns. You break it up in pretty teeny weeny little pieces, right? Yes. Like when you're That's... making st- about the size of stuffing? Yeah, I mean, I've never really made stuffing, but yeah, you want it as teeny as possible. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so we've got that. I'm just kind of uh, got the second to loaf here. Like I said, that's one reason why I like to use a salad shooter because I can use the comb. You can use a blender as well because it chops it up real, real fine. Um, But fingers work well for this. Okay. I'm, and I'm just kind of using my fingers. I'm feeling around the pan for big pieces that and now crumbling up into smaller ones, uh, chunks. Okay, I'm kind of starting to mix stuff in a little bit, but um, not too much. Okay, we've got some clumps of onion here. All right, crumble, crumble, crumble. Okie dokie. All right. Now that that is done, we are going to go to the wet ingredients after I wash up here. And um, and don't forget, folks, of course, you know, if you have subscribed to the email, I did put the recipe in there um, for the description for this call. So be sure to save that so you can reference it again. Okay, if you want to try to make this meatloaf. I'm going to now find my clip for the hamburger buns. Where did you go? It's a twist tie. And so we're going to kind of twist the package around here, put the twist tie on, and we're going to put them back in the fridge. I keep my buns and all the bread in the fridge so it stays, um, you know, fresher that way. It can still go bad. You know, freezing is always a good option too, especially if you don't mind the fact that um, if you don't want to defrost your bread, but you want to be able to have like, say, make toast, um, you can always freeze your bread. Sometimes it can be a little bit challenging to get apart. And, um, you know, that's always a good way to preserve it for a really long uh, period of time. So now we're going to get to the eggs. And um, so this calls for one to two eggs. I'm going to go ahead and use two eggs because that really does help it stick together better. Now I can crack the eggs over a pan, but I find it sometimes easier just to use a little bowl that has a much more narrower edge myself. So that's what I find easiest. So I'm going to get that out. And I see some stray bread sticking at the top here. Get crumbled, thank you very much. And if you're wondering if it's talking back to me, the answer is no. That is probably a good thing. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to crack the egg. And you know, by the way, when you buy eggs, you're gonna see large eggs, extra large. I don't know if it really matters. 
in terms of uh, for this recipe, use whichever ones you want. And um, that's one egg cracked. Where it probably does matter more is uh, like, you know, how large your scrambled eggs are going to be if uh, you were to scramble them. Okay, so I've cracked the second egg into the bowl and putting the shell in the garbage. Um, different uh, places have different policies. Our apartment complex has a policy where you cannot use the garbage disposal for eggshells. So I know some people do use it for that. I honestly don't have an opinion as to why you should or shouldn't, but um, that's why I am not. Okay, I've put the eggs back in the fridge and now we're going to kind of center the bowl over the pan and just pour the eggs in. And now we're gonna just kind of do our first mix in a little bit with hands. And what we're trying to do is get the stuff to stick together. So what I like to do is just kind of um, put the bowl in the sink. I'm using both my hands to kind of make this into one big um, ball here. And we're not done with the wet ingredients by any means, but um, I, I like to do this several times just to ensure that it uh, things are going to work out here. So what I like to do is kind of going to make it into a big ball and I see some stray parts sticking out. So just kind of using my hands here to get this all together, nicely sticking together. Come on uh, stuff, you know, the more we are together, the happier we will be. And just uh, sticking together. Okay, now I'm just going to kind of like flatten it out a little bit. Not too much because we're going to have to make this into a ball again. Um, I'm almost thinking I might need an extra egg with the way this is or isn't sticking, but I think part of the hey, problem... Hey, Herbie, darling. Yes. Uh, when you get to a good stopping place, we have a hand up. All right. Well, we are at a good stopping point. So who do we have? Tony, you may talk. Can you hear me? We Perfectly. can hear you loud and clear. Don't mind me. I'm just washing my hands here. Okay. Um, I make meatloaf. Mm -hmm. And I use the 80-20. Okay. Yep. That's what I mentioned earlier. Yep. That's what I like uh -huh. to use as well. I use the 80-20. But to chop mine or to um, get all my stuff together, I use a food processor. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Good too. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? Yep. And I use two eggs, and um, I use um, mm, breadcrumbs in mine. Mm -hmm. and, and um, and I and I um, heat the oven to three fifty. Yep. And um, and I put it in there. And I, um, after it gets done, now you can put, well, I'll put barbecue sauce over mine. All right. So we'll definitely talk about that. And um, thanks for that. And by the way, folks, so what I really like for now with the questions, um, 
If you have any questions about what I'm doing, let's stick to that for now. And then once I have the meatloaf in the oven, then I'll be more than happy to talk about other recipes and whatnot. But um, thank you for that, Tony, by all means. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I've never tried barbecue sauce on meatloaf, I must admit. Um, but uh, I'd have to talk to wifey about that one. Okay. Now I am going to put in the ketchup. This is what really gives it its flavor. So this is a very key ingredient. My recipe calls for a third cup of ketchup. Um, I like to use a little bit more because I find if I use too little, um, it doesn't give it enough flavor. But if you give it too much, it will taste too much like ketchup. So I've just got a ketchup bottle here that I'm squeezing over a third cup that I got out of the drawer while Tony was talking. And again, I'm holding it over the pan so that way any excess, you know, excess just goes into it. And now we're going to pour. And now let's see if I can get everything to stick together one more time. Because what we want is the ketchup to go all throughout the meatloaf. And I can tell this is going to need a little bit more bread um, with the way it is kind of not gelling together. So that's okay. We're going to wash up. And let's get some soup. And let us do that. Okay, so now back to the fridge for a, another round of hamburger buns. I think just one will, one whole bun will suffice. And um, then it'll absorb some of the flavor, more breading will help absorb some of the flavor as well. So, and one other enhancement I have done to this recipe, I'm not doing it today, but I have added garlic as well. So that's another thing you can add, like the minced garlic. Um, you can also use this recipe to make meatballs instead of uh, meatloaf if you want. The directions are slightly different and I I'll go look those up in a minute. But um, you can make these into meatballs. And let's see here. Bread is crumbling. One of my pieces fell into the dish. That's okay. We're getting it back. And we're just uh, crumbling here. Crumbling, crumbling, crumbling. And... Now we're just kind of, kind of crumbling it on top. All right. And now we're going to mix it in. And yeah, this is definitely starting to look a little bit better, but there's still some bread that needs to be crumbled up. All right. So now we got, I'm just kind of, using my fingers to kind of smush everything all together, looking for excess pieces. 
kind of um, smashing it on that. Yeah, the bread is definitely helping it uh, gel. And I can feel through the mixture that there's a little bit more crumbling that needs to be done. So just doing that. All right. Now, um, getting it all together. And now what we're going to do, now that we've gotten, I've kind of gotten it all together, is I'm going to flatten it back out. So it's kind of like working with dough in a way and kind of um, not. So what I'm doing now is flattening it out. And then I'm going to make sure that it is even so it'll cook better. And uh, like Tony said, yep, I do have my oven set to uh, 350. So we've definitely got that. Trying to make sure there's nothing on the side of the pan. Uh, sometimes I've had stuff accidentally cook on the side of the pan and not realize it. And that's never a fun thing to clean up. All right. So that is there, making sure in this case, with the layout of the pan, making sure it's touching the corners. All right. Now we get to add in a little bit of seasoning. And for this, we're going to basically use some salt and pepper. I still got to put my bread up. Um, I will do that in just a second here. But I want to get this in the oven, so maybe we can have it in time for when the call ends. At least certainly try to. Okay, so now I'm going to get my salt and we're just going to sprinkle it on the top. Don't want to use too much, don't want to use too little. Um, there we go, that does add in a little bit of um, flavor. Now some pepper and let's Unfortunately, I had to touch the mixture to kind of see where I was aiming for. So let's do that. And now I've got what I've got here is a pepper grinder. You can also get the pepper that um, you uh, comes in a container. So I'm just turning the grinder, kind of aiming it over the mixture. This recipe also calls for all spice if you want to add in a little bit of that. Um, I currently don't have any, so we won't be using it today. And it does change the flavor though a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to be getting this thing in the oven. So now is a good time. If you have any questions, you want to do uh, give me your recipes, your techniques, start thinking about that and you can raise your hand and we will get to you in just a second after I get this in the oven. So, okay. First thing I notice is I have some grease on the bottom of my pan. That is not good. Let me get that off real quick because we don't want that to bake in the oven, which would cause a bit of an unfortunate mess. Okay, trying to get that off Okay, with a washcloth. Now I'm going to kind of use my towel to, this is not an easy task, washing the bottom of a heavy pan. 
because uh, remember we do have like two pounds of the uh, meat in here plus extra ingredients. Okay, I'm now going to open the oven and we're going to put this in the center and we're going to come over to the living room. Amazon, set timer for 60 minutes. One hour, starting now. All right, and um, with that, I hear some rustling in the background. Does that mean we have some raised hands? Yes, we do. Excellent. We have one at least. We've won. Anna okay. Estrada, you may talk. Hello. Um, Hello. So, I mean, I've heard of like, I think some people use like chips, uh, some, they crumble like chips in there or something. Hmm. Or the, is it like Lipton onion soup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely could use uh, the Lipton onion soup. Um, or even hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I've used that before. A hot sauce, that would definitely be interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, fortunately, other members of my household may not uh, like that idea too right, much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, you definitely <laughs> could use hot sauce. I think if I was going to use chips, I would use a thicker kind of chip like the uh, tortilla chips or um oh yeah those were the ones we used in, in my school i think yep yeah i did that the other kind of chips i would maybe consider using are those um oh they're those healthy kind no 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 okay like, you mean like baked tortilla chips or something they would they don't they would fall the apart. pita and- chips that's what i'm thinking about is i wonder if pita chips would work <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Sure. Try it. Mm-hmm. Sure, I don't know why they wouldn't work because pizza's a kind of bread. Exactly. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, though, in general, I'd much rather, I think bread would be a much better consistency than chips or crackers. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Oatmeal would also be much better because, again, it's. Um, <laughs> you know, it thickens up, it sticks in chips. Right. Uh, I I don't know about that one. Um, interesting for sure. But I, you know, the the thing with chips is again, is they're not really designed to make stuff mm-hmm. stick together. Right. Mm-hmm. So that would be my only thing with that. But if anybody else has any comments, oh on... yes. Oh, we do. All right. Well, let's. Uh, is that you, or do we have some raised hands? Carrie's iPhone. Uh, Carrie, who wants to talk? You or your iPhone? That's what I was about to ask. Hey, Herbie. Great recipe. Thank you. Um, you know, one thing that we do here at our house, because two pounds of meat is a lot of meat, is mm-hmm. we break it down into muffin tins and make it individual portions. And um, it cuts the cooking time down a little bit for us. And then any that we don't eat, we just freeze it and have it ready for the next time we want meatloaf. All right. Interesting. Meatloaf and muffin tins. Okay. So now I guess, uh, could you uh, maybe even go further than that and, you know, bake them into muffins and have meatloaf muffins? It all depends on what you want. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. Hi again. Um, I have a quick comment. So breadcrumbs work, I think, just as well. Um, but instead of putting, we put the ketchup on top, like when it's done. But what um, my mom does, she gets like a maybe a can of um vegetable soup, or I think um maybe some 
can of diced tomatoes without the extra liquid, um, especially the seasoned diced tomatoes are good too, instead of just ketchup. Okay, interesting. Um, yep, I have heard of just using tomatoes in a meatloaf recipe. I'm not a big regular tomato fan myself, but um, you know, ketchup I think has a little bit better flavor, but that would definitely work. Um, in this recipe, we bake the ketchup into the meatloaf, um, not on top, but uh, yeah, definitely. And was it you that said the idea of meatloaf muffins sounded delicious? That was somebody else. Oh, somebody else. Okay. Um, well, if anybody tries Sounds that, interesting, though. Yeah, okay, maybe I've, maybe I've done I it before. Boss, I've done it before and it works great. All right. When I had little kids and they didn't want to eat a big slice of meatloaf, I would make the muffin kind and they loved it because it was cute. Well, I'm talking about finding a way to bake the meatloaf into an actual muffin and... Uh... Ew! All right, that's what I, that, that's what I was saying when you sound, said it sounded good. You know, I'm talking about an actual I'm muffin with meatloaf in it. In the muffin tins, so that they. The yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe um, if you use cornbread, um, maybe cornbread muffins would be good. Yeah, that actually. Okay, there you go. Okay, here is your somebody you don't know at all. He, she's new to this call. Chanel Allen, would you talk, please? Oh, uh, do we know her? Hello. Yes, I know my. I've been doing other things as well but i just wanted to say um yeah i've had meatloaf with breadcrumbs and it i don't know if it's tasted as good but it's just, it all i think depends on the consistency and the texture you want personally you know i like uh, more bread more meat less tomatoey so but but the way you make it is is always very good um but i would think that the pita chips or any that oatmeal that'll be fun to try to see if that makes it good I'd be more inclined to try oatmeal rather than pita chips because the thing with breadcrumbs, pita chips, all that, what it's going to do is it's going to make your meatloaf more crispy. And, you know, the bread that I'm using, you know, it's kind of, it's more of a softer bread. So you may have a little bit of crisp around the edges, but the idea is, you know, not to have crunchy meatloaf. It's the idea is to, you know, have a, uh, the only thing you really want crunching in the meatloaf is the onions. Um, in my opinion, but maybe somebody, if you'd like crispy meatloaf. Um, um, but, yep. Can oh. I do mine? Can I do mine now before I go on to the next hand? All right. Well, how many hands do we have up? Four. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Let's get to all the hands first. I want to make sure all our callers have an opportunity to say something. So hold okay. on to that thought. And then, um, but we will not do any repeats. Um, we, we, we won't do any repeats just yet until everybody's had a chance. And I will give you a chance before we do any repeat people, so. Um, okay, Greg, it's your turn. I've used oatmeal probably exclusively for the past 40 years or so. But there, there is a bit of a trick with it that I've found. Um, I usually like to put one cup of oatmeal in per pound of, of you know, ground meat, but I use the um, grounds, um, ground sirloin tip which is you know above 90 95 percent you know fat free mm -hmm. but what i did find was when i use the the old-fashioned style oatmeal that's the only type i use um i i put that in first you know with the meat because it does have a tendency to take a while to soak up the, you know the moisture it's in there so as i'm adding things it's soaking up and by the time i'm done um 
I can tell that the, the consistency, but if I was to put it in towards last, there is a possibility that your oatmeal might come out dry because, you know, the oatmeal really hadn't, you know, soaked up a lot of your moisture. Because I do like to put it like, um, like you said, you know, a can of diced tomatoes. I, I won't put the whole can in, but I'll, I'll definitely put a lot of the liquid in um, to use, you know, as, as you know, as, as liquid stuff that has flavor. But you, you, you got to be careful of the consistency because it will take a while to soak up before you put it in the oven. Right. So what you're saying is you put in the meat, then the meat, oatmeal right after you put in the meat. So it has time to absorb everything. Yeah. Cause you know, with the eggs and the, um, yep. if, if I don't have like the, like this, the, the juice from the, the can of tomatoes, I'll put in a little bit of spaghetti sauce if I have it, whatever, whatever I have, you know, it's just, and then it seems like it would get like real watery, but then, you know, five or so minutes later, it's, it's, just right. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, that's kind of like how oatmeal cooks, you know, it starts off runny, but the longer you said, let it sit right. there, the thicker it gets. So, um, okay. You know, folks, I wish we had virtual technology where we could all cook our meatloaf recipes and, you know, do some taste testing, but, uh, okay. Well, thank you for that, Greg. Mm -hmm. Diana, you may talk. Hi. Um, I think there's probably as many ways to make meatloaf as there is individuals on this earth. Everybody has their own meatloaf recipe, but um, I just wanted to add that um, what I usually do, and I think it's because my mom taught me to do that, um, is I, to keep it, to minimize from having to wash your hands so much and that kind of thing, I usually uh, mix the onion and whatever, like tomatoes or tomato sauce or ketchup or whatever, using onion and pepper and salt, all of that with a fork or a spoon or even your hands if you need to, uh, to make like a little mixture and then add your meat into it and start mixing that whole thing up and just have your meat there right by you so you don't have to, you know, you're basically just washing your hands once before you start cooking and once after you're done because you're not contaminating anything. You're making like that little mixture with everything except the meat first um and so i just wanted to that's a possible idea to maybe you know speed things up and make it where it's you know you don't have to wash your hands so much and things like that um and then also i've always heard this and i've i've done it i don't know how much difference it makes but i've always heard that worcestershire sauce just a little bit of worcestershire sauce really intensifies the taste of beef and works very well with beef so usually I'll throw like a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce in there. So. I All right. Might... I will definitely have to try that. It definitely does work well on beef. I've put it on steak before and it uh, definitely does work well. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Diane. Holly, who do we have next? Okay. We have Karen Hughes. You can may talk. Hi, everybody. I'm, I'm glad to be here. This is my first time at this call. So I've, I've tried meatloaf a few different ways. Like someone said, there's really just about, you know, numerous ways to do it. Um, I have I I have tried the, the ketchup and, and brown sugar combination, and that tastes really good. But my favorite is, um, like Diana said, adding the Worcestershire, and I'll also add Larry's um, seasoned salt and garlic powder and um, milk, and um, definitely use um, bread. Um, sometimes uh, bread comes work, but mostly I like using the bread and, um, uh, onions. And, uh, for people that don't like onions, you might want to use, um, onion powder 
because it'll still give you the flavor, but you won't have like the little chunks and stuff like that. Um, so that might be an option. And then one quick thing, um, it, just, it sounds interesting. I don't know if I would like it, uh, meatloaf muffins, but you could possibly maybe make biscuits and then and then put a you know a, a scoop of of meatloaf um, once it's done into the biscuits and have like a little biscuit um, you know muffin sandwich or whatever meatloaf sandwich and then like the next day meatloaf is really good on um, a, on on a bread with um, like a, a mustard like a Dijon mustard or something uh, cold like a cold meatloaf sandwich for like next day it's really good oh. so. That does indeed sound good. Well, you know, with all the weird, interesting talk we've been having about different mixing ingredients, I was a bit concerned when you mentioned the milk that you were going to mention cookies instead of bread, but, uh, you know, I was relieved. Uh, <laughs> well, we no, 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 I wasn't, no, that would be disgusting, but. No. Yeah, that would be, but I can't be too sure with some of the stuff we've had on here today. Meatloaf muffins, who would ever think of it? Oh, I thought of it. Um, well, I may have started a new trend here, folks. I don't know. Um, anyway. No more hands up, my dear. Okay, no more hands up. Well, Holly, I know you've been dying, so uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, I love to make meatloaf, and it's never the same. The one I made yesterday was called, by me, a cheeseburger meatloaf. And what I did was I took a pound of ground beef, a pound and a third of ground beef, and a pound of sausage meat, mixed them, to mixed them together, two eggs. I put in um, some, meat, some oatmeal. I have no idea how much. I just put it in. And then I put in some cheese, some shredded cheese, you know, and I put in uh, onion soup mix. And then I think I get, I get everything. Then I put in uh, mustard, um, the, the um, sparkly yellow, like the brown mustard that has the little bit, the bits in it. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yep. And then I put it in. Are you ready for this? mayonnaise because I really don't like tomato sauce on my meatloaf and I don't like tomato sauce in my meatloaf so I put mayonnaise in there and then mix it all up put it in the oven for an hour and a half because it was so big and I hate to say it but it was delicious and you couldn't really taste the mayonnaise it just makes it nice and moist and kind of brings out the flavors of everything else and then this morning for lunch I took um well, actually, it was for breakfast, but don't tell anybody. I took some, um, I had some non breads and I put cheese on the non breads and then I put meatloaf chopped up real fine on the non bread meatloaf, took, put it in the oven and had meatloaf pizza. Oh, there you go. Um, hold on just a minute. Hey guys, uh, so she had a non bread for breakfast and put her meatloaf. Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> You're bad. Um, well, now, have you ever considered a show called Holly's Cooking Corner? You know, just, just, just saying. Oh. Um, okay, Chanel Allen has her hand up. Chanel Allen. I was just going to say, okay, some of the, okay, using mayo instead of ketchup sounds amazing. Because I, uh, you know, I always, when I go to a restaurant, like to get the um, savory meatloaf. Um, I, we don't do pork, so I wouldn't do that. But, but oh, that sounds really good. You know, I don't know um, what the mustard would be like. I've never been much of a mustard person, well, but I imagine it blends in. in really well. You wouldn't have to put it in. My husband happens to love mustard. So, but you know hmm. what? The funny thing is, I years a couple of years ago, I was um, putting stuff in the fridge, and that that bar that holds the stuff in the drawer, the door, 
fell off and all the stuff in the door fell on the ground. And my husband says, why do we have ketchup? And I said, because your sister told me that you love ketchup. He said, I hate ketchup. I said, I don't like it either. So we threw it away. It had been sitting in there for like five years and nobody used it. No, I guess no hands up, babe. No hands up. All right. So, you know, with the Chanel's recipe, we could, uh, Chanel, maybe we could always try turkey sausage and see how well that works. It wouldn't generate any grease, but we'd still have the ground beef. So, you know, what you could use is um, you can get um, Morningstar Farms. I've never done it, but Morningstar Farms has breakfast patty sausage and you just get the sausages and smoosh them, thaw them out and smoosh them up and put them in there. It would probably be pretty good. Yeah, that would work too. And then, uh, so if you want to uh, raise your hand, then by all means, you may do so. We're talking about meatloaf adaptations. So one thing I'm going to talk about then real quick, in addition to meatloaf, is some uh, side dishes that can go along well with it. Um, I thought about doing this, but... um, that would require more work. Um, you know, mashed potato, garlic mashed potatoes is one of my favorite things um, to make. That goes well with meatloaf. You could also do a baked potato if you want. Um, one thing that really does work well is so with uh, the way I make uh, baked, I make baked potatoes. You can do them in or out of foil, but you don't even need a pan for them. You can just poke some holes in it, set it in the oven, and let it bake alongside the meatloaf pan and for about an hour. Um, so those are a couple of side dishes there. You can also, uh, Chanel really likes, uh, the hash brown patties that you get from the store. Those actually do go really well with meatloaf. And, um, you know, of course, green beans. Greg has his hand up, baby. Okay, Greg. Just on a side note, you were talking about different things of how to dress up, you know, your meatloaf. There's a restaurant in Pittsburgh called Eaton Park, and the way they do it, it caught my eye when they did it. It was um, they they put a little bit of you know the gravy on on the plate, then they put one piece of uh, meatloaf down, then they put the mashed potatoes on top of the meatloaf, and then on top of the mashed potatoes they put an onion ring. Well, there you go. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. I always just I was just I just thought of that. Yeah. Well, folks, where, where, um, where do you live, sir? Uh, Pittsburgh. Well, he, I'll, this, mean, I'll fly. I'm, I'll fly back there and get some of that. It sounds. I, I can't. As a Seahawks fan, I cannot stand your football team. As to after what you guys did to us in the Super Bowl, you know, don't forgive. I don't forget. But uh, you know, I'm going to have to rethink this uh, trip to Pittsburgh now to try that restaurant, Eaton Park. Um, I think I'll just ask their pilot, you know, we'll find the Pittsburgh. Hey, can you land at the restaurant here? You know, like the parking lot's a good enough on me. Right, right. Well, there, there uh, are rivalries. There's, you know, Cleveland, which is the mistake on the lake. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, we got another hand up, baby. All right. I don't know if it's going to get into a sports rivalry or what, but who do we have? Marie. Marie. Yeah, I haven't tried making it, but I also like um, um, a meatloaf with a mushroom gravy, too. That's also a good one, but I never tried making it myself. Yeah, I'm not, not that too big under those mushrooms, but meatloaf with a side of onion rings now, that also sounds good, but I'm going to have to... Um, Eaton Park place definitely... That, well, that, that method definitely sounds interesting. Oh, what? So the Silver Diner here, they put um, 
onion straws on, on, on top of their meatloaf. Are you in Maryland, um, Marie? Virginia. Silver okay. Diner. Oh, I missed that. Hey, place and, so well, and also they changed their menu. Um, like it's really updated. So, anyways, <laughs> if you're looking for some good lamb meatballs, um, that's, that's a good spot to go to. Oh, yeah. lamb meatballs. All right. Yeah. I I should try that. I've never had lamb meatballs. I've had lamb, but you know, and you know, Holly Holly was talking about states she's not been to beforehand. I need to talk about states I've not been to. Virginia is definitely one of them. So. Um, I've been to Philadelphia, but not to Pittsburgh, so um, we won't talk about that. But uh, anyway, um, definitely going to have a good excuse to go to Virginia. If anybody else has any favorite restaurant meatloafs they'd like to talk about, um, definitely by all means raise your hand. Green beans is another side dish that can definitely go well with uh, meatloaf. Broccoli. Um, broccoli, yep. And of course, you can always do a salad. And you can't forget the desserts too, you know, from the uh, warm chocolate chip cookies to the ice cream to the brownies, or if you have, uh, you know, if there's any kind of pies you like. Oh boy. So, um, Herbie, what I, this is not a restaurant, but no, no hands are up. So can I talk? Yep. Go ahead. Um, when I was a kid in a high school girl, this is back in the seventies, long before you were probably even thought of, um, I went to this house with some people for dinner and I had meatloaf and it was wonderful. And they put sunflower seeds in their meatloaf it, and it was delicious. I was really surprised. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, no, I'm, I was not thought of in the 70s. Um, that would not be until the early 80s. And, um, you know, uh, somebody was, I was listening to a show the other day and uh, the DJ was asking, where were you all in 1971? So I said, I was enjoying a, a spout of non-existence at the time. You know? <laughs> um, so uh, it was, it's pretty, n n nobody asked me about this crazy world I was brought into, but uh, yeah, I'm here now. So make the most of it, I guess. Anyway, meatloaves with sunflower seeds. All right. You know, we're getting getting into a very good discussion here. Um, some of the other bread variations I have, one of my least favorite breads to use with this recipe is wheat bread. I find it does kind of make the flavor a little bit weird. I do like, prefer wheat bread, but mm, I, it kind of makes it a little bit crispier than I'd and like. And it's too strong. Yeah, just a bit too strong, so. <clears throat> Um, that's why I prefer the hamburger buns. You ever right. used um, Italian breadcrumbs in it? I have never used the breadcrumbs in it. Um, I like to use my breadcrumbs for uh, other things like uh, fried chicken recipes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, I, the Italian breadcrumbs are good if you ever get, if you just, you don't have to, but somebody, somebody might like to try it. Italian breadcrumbs are good. You could also use the uh, uh, garlic progressive breadcrumbs. If you want a little bit I more. I garlic um, ones? Oh, man. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Um, there are three types of, uh, well, four types of breadcrumbs, actually, that I've seen from the store. And um, by the way, folks, Instacart and Walmart.com, you know, the apps or the websites are Great places to shop because you will learn things that you never knew existed. 
Um, but I didn't know about the breadcrumbs before. So you've got your like plain breadcrumbs. You've got like your, I think the panko ones are a little bit different, like a little bit more thinner. Um, and they're more for breading for, than for putting They're in more stuff. for breading. Yep. You've got your Italian breadcrumbs and then you've got your garlic herb breadcrumbs. And then I think I've also seen garlic Parmesan breadcrumbs as well. Nobody I else, think, nobody's hands are up. I guess I talked too much, sorry. No, I, it's either that or they're eating. I think it's more like they're eating, you know, everybody's suddenly starving um, after this uh, talk. So um, just some programming notes. I will be back in a couple of weeks for another of these cooking corners. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to make yet. If anybody has any requests, I will consider them. Fried chicken. Fried chicken? Okay, good enough. I will do a fried chicken then. I've, I've done several hamburger recipes on here, but I've not done a chicken one. So I'm going to do a good fried chicken one. I'll, um, I think I may do one of the oven fried ones just because that'll be, they can be really easy to do, but. Yes, that's exactly. Um, I do have several fried chicken recipes that I make. For instance, there is a buttermilk fried chicken um, the thing with the buttermilk ones is you do have to let the buttermilk absorb into the chicken and, but different recipes calls for a different length of time. So like I do have these buttermilk fried chicken strips that I can make that, um, you cut the chicken into strips and then you let it soak in the buttermilk and, um, then you have you know, for like at least, uh, oh, I think it's what, an hour or two, and then you coat it in the um, flour. Oops. Um, and then you fry it in oil. <clears throat> like I said, we're going to do, I think we're going to do an oven one because those are a little bit safer to do yes. while I'm talking. But um, uh, let's see. Another one, it's not a fried chicken, but I use the breadcrumbs for it. It's a ranch chicken. And you can do this with the boneless chicken thighs or the uh, chicken breasts. Um, the breasts cook better, but the thighs taste better. So it's kind of a, um, but what I do, what you do is, um, I've had two different variations of this. One is you take mayonnaise and the dry ranch seasoning, mix that in, coat the chicken in that, then coat it in the breadcrumbs. Or you can just use actual ranch dressing and then you can bake it or fry it. And um, that's where I use those uh, breadcrumbs and, and, you know, definitely for something like that. Armando Maldonado has his hand up. All right, Armando. Actually, Anna has a question or Anna. a comment or whatever. This is a different Anna than the one we had earlier. So <laughs> yeah, um, we're it's because we're in the same room. But I was, uh, I was thinking that maybe in one of your you know, next cooking classes. Um, I do have a recipe. I do have a recipe for bacon chicken wraps. Oh. All right. Well, definitely get me that recipe and I will uh, take a look at that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> They're <right>. really good. <laughs> all right. A couple other chicken recipes that I'm going to make for you all is uh, one of these sticky garlic chicken. It's kind of like an Asian dish where um it uses like soy sauce and some uh, chili sauce and garlic 
Works really well with drumsticks. I've also got a, a spicy rotisserie chicken recipe that I'm gonna make at some point. Um, and I think I hear some more saliva dripping. I'm doing my job real well. I could sit here and talk about food. Thankfully, we only have about 15 minutes left. I was hoping that we'd get stuff done in time that uh, we could sample the meatloaf right here on the call, but um, it'll be uh, to your imagination. I get you know how it uh, turns out, but I can definitely tell you it's smelling really good. Um, and then what we like to do, like I said, I forgot to get the hash brown patties, that's okay. But um, Chanel does really like the meatloaf sandwiches that I also make the next day. She does, uh, we, I usually reheat the meatloaf, so it's like a warm meatloaf sandwich. And then what you can do is um, put it on two slices of bread with some mayo and American cheese. So that's really good. If you really want to make it interesting, you could also heat it up in the microwave and make the bread real soggy, go right into the meatloaf. And that's a very messy, but kind of delicious sandwich. Um, and you know, the way I, to serve this stuff out, of course, is, you know, there's, you know, you can like, like I find usually using a table, like an actual, like certain regular tablespoon can really be easy enough. Um, you can also kind of like use a fork and knife to cut off squares with this recipe. So, and then just kind of like scoop your, like use your fork to place it where you want it in the meatloaf and then just kind of use like a knife to cut around the edges and then use your fork to scoop up the square and um, put it on the plate. Um, like I said, you know, baked potato, mashed potato goes with it, you know, onion rings that uh, would probably go well with it. You can definitely do like, you know, French fries as well. Janelle Allen has her hand up. Janelle Allen. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I don't know why you thought of the microwave thing because you've never done it that way. And now that you've, Herbie has spoiled me by, you know, he never reheats anything in the microwave. That's what I grew up with, but. He um, doesn't do that, which is awesome. Well, most things, some, most things are really good reheated in the oven. Some things like pasta or whatever might do okay reheated in the microwave, but I wouldn't heat a sandwich like that in the microwave. That doesn't sound like I hear you. I hear you, Chanel. I've tried it once or twice. So it's, you know, um, and I'm giving people ideas here on things they can try. And um and, but yes, um, like I said, it's, I think what I did is one time is I reheated the meatloaf in the oven first and then kind of like just heated it, um, the sandwich itself up once I made it into a sandwich in the microwave for like 30 seconds to a minute. So the bread had a Yuck. chance to kind of like bake into, I can't look at that. Don't knock it. Hey, hey, you can give it a try once though. Hey, that's not as bad as when I was in college. I know I'm speaking up out of turn. Um, that's okay. I, nobody else is. No, nobody okay. else is. So we'll okay. still sit at your hand. You, you still have the floor. So, okay. Yeah, I know. When I was in college and, um, you know, I, I had a toast. I, I know I had lots of extra stuff in my room that probably most people didn't have in my dorm room, but I had a toaster and I had a microwave and I had 
bread and I had cheese slices and butter. So I would toast the bread and put the cheese on the toast and then put it in the microwave. Pretty yes, crude back know, then. Chanel, but... almost made, Chanel almost made news once. The, uh, there was almost going to be, you know, the day that the Stanford dorms burned down and everybody be going, is that Chanel <laughs> Allen? Uh, by the way, it's, it's, you've got 10 minutes left, bud. Yep. And I um, was Hill back then anyway. Okay, yep. Yeah, so that's not the point. Anyway. Yes. So, um, all right. So anyway, guys, um, don't forget if you still want a chance to speak. Sue has her hand up. Hi. Hi, Chanel as well. Um, yeah, I remember you have a great reheat feature on your air fryer as well. Mm-hmm. That would be much better than the microwave to reheat um, um this meatloaf sandwich. Yes, I do need to do a cooking corner. I got an air fryer finally. I finally got into the air fryer thing about several months ago. Um, I should try reheating that in there. That, that would it's one one click to the left on your function um, yes. feature. Okay. Um, so I should try that as well. That is, um, like I said, I recently and I'll do another. Um, air fryer uh, cooking thing at some point too. The problem is they do take a while to cook some things. Um, but if, hey folks, if you're wanting another side dish idea for meatloaf, um, and if you do happen to have an air fryer, um, air fried veggies like some broccoli or cauliflower, um, you know, that would work really well. Have a little bit of uh, dressing like ranch or whatever. Breaded zucchini in the air fryer is to die for. I've heard that and I've not had a chance to uh, try that. But um, I guess I will when you start your cooking corner. Um, I'm not going to start a cooking corner. You're not going to start a cooking corner? Uh, I think you do really well. Marie, hand up, Marie. save me. Okay, okay. Now she doesn't want to talk. I still, no. okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't want to do a cooking corner. I'm on a diet. That would, I, I have to lose a lot of weight and that would not be good for me. Go ahead, Marie. Um, no, but I just <laughs> recently got an air fryer from Pampered Chef and that reheat function uh, works really well because uh, we haven't had a microwave in such a long time. So um, it it's faster and it heats up really well, really fast in the air fryer. Anywho. Definitely. Don't think I'd want to heat the meatloaf itself up in the air fryer, but no, definitely the sandwich. I should definitely try that. All right. Well, thank you for that, Maria. Marie. Marie. Okay. And do we have any other raised hands? No, sir. No, sir. Well, folks, we are just about out of time. We have about five minutes left. So uh, I think we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this thing up. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is you don't really need to grease the pan for this because the meat is going to generate its own grease. Maybe you would if you use like the 90% um, but even then the ketchup should help generate grease. So I didn't really need to grease the pan or anything like that. Um, sometimes the way your pan is can affect how long it needs to actually cook. Um, but if you have your oven at around like it's a 350, that should um, you, you know do the trick. That's what I have the mindset to. Um, Tony brought up the food processor earlier. That can definitely be a great way to chop things up. Um, you know, a food processor or a salad shooter. Um, I, uh, like I said, I personally like my salad shooter a little bit better. Um, it's from Presto and I think they still make it. I'd have to look at Amazon. You I can get them at Costco. 
Yep, you can get them at Costco as well. Excellent. And they come with different shaped cones that um, are not, what's nice about them is they're not sharp, but um, you can make, um, you know, like um, <clears throat> circle shapes or really finely chopped things, or you can do julienne things like, you know, those uh, shredded hash browns you get at restaurants or buy in the store. So um, those are really good. And like I said, you can chop your onion and bread up with that and takes only a couple seconds. So and yeah. they make great coleslaw. Uh, yeah, yeah, I should I mean, I've not tried making homemade coleslaw. I've always just gotten mine from restaurants, but all right. Well, coleslaw goes well with fried chicken. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks, folks. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed this recipe, enjoyed the call. And um, I don't quite know which day I'll be on in a couple of weeks. I got to see what my schedule is like for uh, that week. But uh, we're going to do another dinner recipe, like I said, the fried chicken. And then we're going to kind of uh, shift gears again and do uh, one or two desserts because uh, I know people like the variety on that. So, Holly, you have been uh, both a wonderful host and a wonderful participant this evening. So I think I did make uh, sure that all the callers did get their fair uh, share of being able to. You did a beautiful job. You did a talk job. as well to make sure that nobody got excluded at least. And so. Thank you. All right. Well, Holly, I will let you end the room. It's been great, guys. And that we will see I, you. Shall I push the bye-bye button, boss? Yep, you yeah. shall push the bye-bye <laughs> button. The alt key. Herbie. Herbie, yes. before you guys end, I had my hand Real raised, quick. but I'm sure I didn't mean to cut in, but oh, go Anna ahead. and I want to know, do you use a round or a square pan or whatever to make the meatloaf? I have used both. The round is traditionally what you would want to use, but I actually find the square pan is a little bit easier to work with. I find <laughs> the square pan with higher sides is a little bit easier to work with, especially when you're flattening, when I'm spreading it out. Um, so um, it's kind of a personal preference thing, really. Okay, we do actually have two minutes left. If there's any last minute questions, speak now, forever hold your And piece. also the ketchup going inside the in, inside the mix, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Herbie. Bye. Bye.